Hi, and welcome to the Everyday Friar podcast. This podcast will be at times an audio journal, a history lesson, or a devotional. My name is Joseph. You can reach me at everydayfriar at gmail.com. That's everydayfriar at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast. That comes from Hebrews 6.19. Every time I read that verse, I think my mind goes different places. Sometimes it's where you would expect. Sometimes not. Um, Where you would expect, I think, is that the Christian hope is that after we die, we get to go to heaven, play harps on a cloud, that kind of vision of, well, this pain is all temporary. But as I just read it a little bit ago, I was thinking that the Christian hope is is more, more than just that. The Christian hope is not just that a better world is coming, but that a better world is possible and a better world is now, is happening now. And that's that's a different sort of take than revolutionaries or um, naive optimists would have you believe. You see, when I was younger, I was, and still kind of am, but very into punk. Uh, For a time, I was really into a lot of Christian punk bands. So think Tooth and Nail Records, mid-1990s, a lot of Blenderhead, Blindside, MXPX, bands like that. I was reading authors like Shane Claiborne, um, people like that, that, really had this sort of revolutionary take on Christianity. Not that their take was revolutionary, but that the take was about revolution. And I I think it's misguided. This sort of lashing out at the world, however bad it may seem. I don't know. I just... I guess I was just thinking that the way that we hope shapes the way that we act. So if you spend your whole life hoping and trying to tear down the powers that be or things like that, then you're going to have a skewed view of other people. If, if you view those powers and principalities as things that you can see and, and things that you can see very tangibly like other people see them, you're going to view your brother as your enemy. And I don't think that's right. I think when the Christian hope is properly understood... 
you view other people as caught up in a system maybe, but in a system that's being redeemed. And even though as um, I think it's in second Peter where the present heaven and present earth will be destroyed with fire that, you know, e even though we understand that this isn't going to be permanent, that doesn't mean that we don't still fight for it and, and don't still work to make this better. I think I mentioned in the last episode how much I've been enjoying uh, G.K. Chesterton's autobiography, or not, jeez, oh, G.K. Chesterton's biography of St. Francis of Assisi. And something that does come to mind here is that there is a time and a place to tear down what's already there and build up something new in its place. Not everything can be redeemed in the way we might hope. So what I mean by this is Chesterton argues that Francis is coming out from the, the phase that the Benedictines and earlier monastics kind of instituted of this asceticism getting away from the Roman Empire's excess. Now, I agree with this proposition or not, I think what uh, what's important here is that we recognize we have two approaches we could take with, say, 21st century Western society, whatever amorphous blob that is, very vague, nebulous term I realize that 21st century Western society is very broad, but you can either take the approach that this is something worth redeeming. They're still good here and we can change this by being involved in it, invested in it. Or you can take the approach that says, no, there's nothing good left here. This is an object horror show and take a step back, remove yourself from the world, watch it crumble around you and then rebuild from its ashes. Those Christians who saw the dissolution of the Roman Empire can't take that second approach where it's like, it's, it's not that they just watch things burn around them, but if things were going to fall apart, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not going to affect our spirituality. It's not going to affect our faith. Oh, it's, it's an interesting discussion to be had, at least, I think, especially here in the United States about where, where do we see the state going? What, what, what good is there left in engaging in a government that is increasingly amoral, not just immoral, but 
devoid of any kind of morality. And to some extent, yes, I know that governments have always been amoral. But it seems like in days gone by, you at least had some semblance of the people running things had the same moral backing that common people did. But right now there's the attitude that government leaders are just completely removed from that, or at least seem to be. And this is frustrating for a lot of people. So I understand why some people might say, no, we need to, we need to burn it down and start new. That's, that's the position I was in with my anarchist phase and, you know, Christian punk or just punk in general, things like that. I understand it. I do. But at the same time, it's, it's a structure that gives some sort of stability. Now, maybe that's not enough of an argument for keeping it around. If the bad outweighs the good, but we as Christians can't be too wrapped up in what is this going to do right now when we have an eternal vision and an eternal focus to look after. But getting back on that idea of what you hope for dictates how you'll act. It's, it's a sort of, Oh, self-fulfilling prophecy that if you say, oh, I'm going to do this over and over, or, oh, this will happen to me, you're going to act in such a way that will either get you into those positions or you'll act in such a way that will be advantageous for that to happen to you. So if your hope is for this all to just end this, this government structure, this, the way things are, then you might start acting in such a way that's not too great to other people. And I think that's, that's counter to the ethic of Christianity. So if something runs that way, we need to re-examine how it's coming about that way and if we're really hoping for the right things. Well, until next time, Pax et Bonum, peace and goodness, friends.